0: listening to bought and beloved with Kirby Minnick this show is part of the converge podcast network Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to the Bot and Beloved podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kirby Minnick, also known as Kirby is a boss on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all that jazz. And I am so excited to talk about today's topic. So for those of you who are subscribed to the Bot and Beloved podcast, hey, what's up? Hello. If you're not, go do that real quick so you can get that notification. But for those of you who are subscribed, who have been enjoying a few episodes already, you know that I have a public email out there. It's botandbeloved at gmail.com, all spelled out bot, A-N-D, beloved at gmail.com. And I encourage all of you guys to just send in your topic ideas for future podcasts. If you have any specific questions that I can answer, if you need any good solid Christian advice, whatever, that's what that email is for. I go through it basically every single day in order to kind of just pray and see what the Spirit is leading me to talk about uh, for my weekly podcasts. But this week, I felt really called to speak on the topic of peace. Not only am I in a season that is calling for a lot of peace, uh, but I received two emails, one from uh, someone named Madison and one from Jordan regarding this topic, asking me to speak on the topic of peace and, and what that looks like in the believer's life, especially for one who might be struggling to attain peace. It can be hard to be at peace with your current situation and to be swept up into worry, into anxiety, anger, doubt, confusion, fear, all those things. But Jesus desires for us, his children, to to be in a life of peace. And today we're going to be exploring what the Apostle Paul has to say about peace in Philippians chapter 4, one of my favorite uh, chapters of scripture. Now, this is going to be a popular story segue on the podcast because I recently graduated from college. Yes, I got my bachelor's of arts in communications with a minor in biblical studies, and I also graduated with academic honors. Yep, got that cum laude, got that 3.75 GPA. It was worth it. (laughs) All of that was super exciting. It is really exciting now that I'm kind of done with this academic race that I have been running for what, 18 years now, since I was like four years old. But I'm also kind of in this state of just like overwhelming panic, just because I have no idea what this next season. Of life has to offer for me. I don't know where the Lord is going to bring me. And, you know, there's excitement in that, but there's also fear that can come with that as well. And I have actually been finding myself kind of leaning towards that side of the spectrum, unfortunately, and have really been crying out to the Lord for peace just because the enemy has been attacking me with with uh, overwhelming panic and fear and different things like that. Like, I know that the truth of God is is that he is faithful. I know that. I believe that. I know that he holds my future in his hands. I know that he's never failed me. But it can be very tempting to fix my eyes on the unknown and compare my abilities to it and to freak out and to feel purposeless and like nothing's going to work out and that everything's chaos. And I understand that that's a bit extreme. But it's hard to feel peaceful when you're panicking about every little thing. So the other day I hopped onto my Bible app because we love scripture in this household. And it's funny how God works in my life because whenever I find myself in super desperate situations where I am just in need of a word from him... He seems to just meet me right where I'm at, whether it's in a devotional that I'm reading, or sometimes it's just checking the Bible app for the day to see what the verse of the day is. And I open it up, and it's one of my favorite scriptures, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And I really liked how the New Living Translation put it, so I'm just going to read that wording, uh, and I'll be referencing that translation for most of the podcast today. But Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, being the little exegeter of scripture that I am, the first thing that I noticed was that this sentence started with the word then. Paul says, then you will experience God's peace. So this verse must be following some command or instruction, which leads to peace in our lives. This is the kind of peace that I'm after. (laughs) This is the kind of peace that what surpasses all understanding, the kind of peace that guards my heart, my feelings, my emotions, and that guards my mind, uh, the things that I'm thinking about. And it is as I dwell in Christ that I'm able to be surrounded by this peace. But how do I get this peace in the first place? Well, let's move up a verse and see what Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says. It says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Now, when I first read this, I laughed to myself because this is one of those basic Christian principles that, I mean, you're taught your whole life. You're taught in the church. You're taught in Sunday school. You hear it on podcasts like this. You see tweets about it everywhere. You know, stress less, pray more. We see that everywhere. But guys, this is something that can so easily slip away from us as we become consumed with the calamities and just the overwhelming realities and sometimes the overwhelming um, hypothetical situations of life. But these are the truths, the the simple gospel truths that we need to cling on to and that we really need to lay down as a foundation, that we need to allow it to become set in stone and stand upon it. We need to know that we are called to not worry about anything. The first thing we're commanded to do in this is to not worry about anything. Paul is not telling us to lack concern or to be irresponsible or to not be proactive or mindful about our future and our circumstance. No, he's simply stating that we are not to be distracted or divided in our focus and devotion to God's faithfulness within our lives. The moment that we don't entrust our situation or our circumstance to the Lord and we begin looking to ourselves or to others to fulfill it, fix it, or get it right, worry is the fruit of that. And worrying leads to nothing but wasted time, effort, and emotion. I have seen in my own life that when I begin to depend on myself out of a place of worry, nothing good gets done. However, when I rely on God's abilities and his spirit at work within me, it all just seamlessly falls into place. Because of the fall, worrying might be the first inclination for many of us when there's an overwhelming obstacle ahead, whether it be genuine, like an actual actual worry or, or care, or maybe just a hypothetical thing that we have have thought and conjured in our minds to be reality when it's not even reality. But the way that we're told to combat these thoughts, these, these worried and anxious and just overwhelming panicky thoughts is through prayer. Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. If you want panic to flee you and peace to free you, prayer is the avenue and the weapon of choice. But what does prayer look like? Well, keep reading verse six. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Prayer doesn't have to be this well thought out poetic wording. Prayer isn't just demanding things from God. Prayer is not a genie lamp that you rub and then immediately you get what you wish for. No, prayer is not a means of last resort. Prayer should be our first resort to everything, for everything. Prayer is an open and honest communication with God where you pour out your heart, where you offer up praises and you let him fill you up with what you need. Yeah, sometimes prayer can, you know, just be over our food at the dinner table. Sometimes prayer can be quick and it can be under your breath in times of worry or stress or fear. But note how often it is That Jesus is recorded in scripture of going to be alone with God, with the Father, to pray to him, to commune with him, to be intimate with him, to pour out his heart and to be filled up by the Lord. Now, if Jesus is doing it, then we probably need to be doing it like tenfold. Am I right? We're not perfect. We are fallen. And if the perfect savior of the world is regularly spending good chunks of his time with God in intimacy, then we need to be doing the same. Paul puts it so simply for us. Tell God what you need, not just what you want, but what you need, what the root of your desire is. God, I need your provision. Holy Spirit, I need your guidance. Jesus, I need your strength. Lord, I I just need your love right now. And after presenting our predicaments to him, we should also thank him for all that he has done, i.e., give him praise. When we read the word, when we enter into worship, when we meet with God in the secret place for prayer, it's for our sake. God knows. And he created us to be dependent creatures who need him. I mean, Honestly, look at where our world is today because they lack to invite the one true God into the picture to have his way in our world, to fix our hearts. I mean, that's why everything is is kind of looking like chaos right now. But when we praise God, not only does he receive and delight in that, but it is a moment where we can be reminded of who it is that we serve, who it is that goes before us, who it is that saves us, that refuses to turn his face from us, that is faithful to us, that has prosperous plans for us. God inhabits our praises and we need his presence more than anything in the world. So pray thank him for what he has done, what he is doing, what he will do, because his character is unchanging and faithful. We have peace in communing with him in prayer and in believing in who he says he is. Now, you might be thinking, Kirby, I mean, honestly, what's the point in prayer? Because God already knows my heart. He already knows what I'm feeling. He already knows what I'm going through. Why do I need to reiterate that to him in prayer? I'm glad you asked. It's important because it's the act of you coming before him, inviting him in, surrendering it to him by your own will, and giving him the chance to speak life and fill you up. It's so important because it is us making that conscious decision to inviting him into relationship with us because he already chose us, but we have to choose him. Odds are, many of us have probably been withholding God's intervention by simply not inviting him in. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't miraculously intervene because he can and he does, but he does not impose. He wants us to approach him because it is a moment of reflection and remembrance on our part that we're able to completely depend on him in moments of prayer. Now, God is omnipotent, but he has also given us free will and he faithfully operates within the boundaries that he has created. But again, that's another topic for another time. And if you guys want me to talk about that in a podcast on, you know, my thoughts on that, uh, just let me know because sis has a lot of tea to spill with her thoughts on that. But going back to prayer, remembering God is one of the most important things that a believer can do. The enemy will plot and scheme and feed you false information so that you can doubt in God's character and rot in this worrisome pit and despair. But when we recall God's character and works, both in scripture and in our lives, that propels us into peace and freedom. It gives us the courage to trust where he calls us to step. It gives us the confidence to persevere when things might not fully be revealed in front of us. ...is going to attack your perception of God in order to attack you. But prayer is a weapon that wards off his schemes and keeps you covered in truth. Now... All of that flows into verse seven uh, with the word then, right? I said that that was the word that the Lord highlighted to me. All of that flows into that word, that linking word then. So as we do these things, as we surrender our worries before him in prayer, and we declare praises and truth over the worries instead, we will be filled with God's peace, which exceeds all understanding, When our thoughts are turned towards God, when our emotions are in alignment with his truth, peace abounds in us. So let's revisit that real quick. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. As we live in Jesus, as we delight in him, abide in his truth, pursue after him, make an effort to commune with him through avenues of reading the word, worshiping him, and more specifically prayer, his peace will guard our hearts and minds. Now, Satan loves to attack those two things. And I'm sure that y'all are well aware of that because we're all victim to the attacks of the enemy. Satan loves to attack our minds and he loves to attack our hearts. He loves to attack what we love, what we're emotionally attached to, what we value, and he likes to attach what we believe, what we spend time thinking about and meditating on. Satan enjoys stirring up wars within us by planting seeds of worry because he knows that we will take that, we'll take what we've been given, and many of us just run with it ourselves doing most of the dirty work of seed planting and harvesting for him. But you know what? The only fruit that's born out of that is bitter fruit, disgusting fruit, and rotten fruit. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Now, I am super proud to announce that today's podcast is actually being sponsored by one of my favorite brands, one that I've worked with in the past on my other social media platforms, and it's FabFitFun. So for those of you who don't know, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. I remember when I got my first box from them, and I seriously <laughs> felt like it was my birthday all over again because the products that they include are insanely amazing. I remember I remember getting a cute eye mask that I still use to this day from Free People in one of my boxes. And I also have received Tarte makeup palettes in another one. I mean, you can expect all kinds of brands such as Glam Glow, Anthropology, Beauty Blender, and way more in your boxes to come. Now, this $49.99 box is valued at 200 bucks, so that is honestly a steal. And on top of that, they gave me a sweet promo code for all of you, so you can save even more money. So if you swing by www.fabfitfun.com, you can use code BELOVED for $10 off your first box. Seriously, guys, these boxes sell out so fast. So sign up ASAP and snag a box for only $39.99 instead with the coupon code BELOVED and feel fab, and fun. Hey guys, we're so glad you joined us today. Would you be willing to take three minutes to take our annual Converge Podcast Network survey? If you take it by May 31st, you'll be entered into a drawing for a $50 Starbucks gift card. All you have to do is text CONVERGE to 31996 and take our quick three-minute survey. That's CONVERGE to 31996. All right, let's get back to the podcast. We need to be alert. We need to be watchful in knowing that Satan is going to come after our hearts and our heads because he knows that those are dwelling places of the Lord. Jesus has residency in our hearts. Jesus is Lord over our minds, and Satan is not a fan of that. Some other verses that affirm this are Colossians 3 15. It says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Isaiah 26 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixated on you. Again, we see peace being the result of hearts and minds that trust in the Lord. So know that Satan is going to try and attack those things. But I don't want us to just end in verse 7 today. You know, we went through verse 6, verse 7, but I also want us to touch on Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 is one of those staple verses that I really encourage every single person to write down on a note card, a piece of paper, whatever, and tape it next to your bed or onto your mirror or wherever you spend a lot of time in the day so you can look at it every single day and meditate on that truth and be reminded of it. Now, the New Living Translation words Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 as such, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts On what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, in my podcast about anxiety, I mentioned this verse, and I commented that prayer warriors are granted peace. And that's true. We see that affirmed in Scripture. When you feel like you are in a state of panic, of worry, of doubt, of fear, of confusion, of chaos, you need to fight it with thoughts of truth, honor, righteousness, purity, love, admiration, things that are worthy of praise that are excellent. Now, I'm not telling you to suppress worry and to suppress panic and to ignore it and act like it doesn't exist. No, instead, you need to bring those things into the light. You need to bring those things before the Lord. You need to examine it through the lens of truth that is scripture, through honor, through righteousness, the things that Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 say. The overwhelming thought of not knowing what the future holds, that can be examined through the lens of truth. Instead, I can be reminded with, with my situation of being a graduate and not really knowing what this next season of life is, I can be reminded of God's faithfulness and what Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says. And I can give him thanks and be filled with peace instead as I bring those worries to him, you see? The worry that you might be feeling over any situation can be redeemed by supplementing it with truth after bringing it before the throne and offering up those praises to the Lord. He will give you peace because peace is found in the truth and truth is the DNA per se of God. Now, some more promises of peace that we see in his word are found in in Psalms, Psalm 29:11 says, "The Lord gives his people strength; the Lord blesses them with peace." Psalm 85:8 8 says, "I listen carefully to what God, the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people. But let them not return to their foolish ways." God is a giver of peace. We need to enter into prayer with him. We need to commune with him daily. We need to have conversations with Him. And after all of our pouring out, we need to be patient and sit and listen because He speaks peace. We can only receive it if we take the time to pause and to listen, to carve out that time, to be still and delight in His presence. If you tend to worry often or find yourself panicking or lacking peace or stillness in your life, one of my favorite verses that I cling to daily, I actually have it on a ring and I wear it every single day to be reminded of it, is Isaiah 46:10, Be still and know I am God. Take a moment to bring your cares before him, your worries, your fears, both the rational and the irrational, and pour out your heart before him because he cares for you. When we bring it to him, it benefits us then remember who He is. Remember what He has done, what He's going to continue to do. Speak His promises over your life and praise Him for that. Allow His peace to give you confidence. Allow His peace to boost you up. Allow His peace to reign in your head and your heart because peace is a promise that the Lord keeps. I really hope that this word resonates with everybody listening because I think we're all in need of a little bit more peace. Everyone who is in need of peace and in need of joy needs to know that prayer is an avenue for combating that war, that warfare, that spiritual warfare that the enemy is trying to leverage on us to, to tear us down. Don't forget that peace. It's a fruit of the spirit. And as we delight in God, we're going to be able to see that fruit flourish in our life. And it is good fruit, guys. It is not that rotten, gross (laughs) fruit from from the lies of the enemy that spring up and spring forth. No, this is life-giving fruit that will sustain us until the very end because it's the Spirit of God. But yeah, I just want to thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. I want to specifically thank Jordan and Madison for sending in this topic idea, although I didn't necessarily read their uh, emails word for word. That was the gist of what they wanted spoken about today. And that's something that the Lord has been speaking over my life as of recent. So I think it's appropriate that that is a podcast that I make today, uh, not just for myself to be speaking that truth over myself, but for anyone and everyone who is in need of peace today, because I know we are all victim of worry. We're all victim of of um, panicking and getting caught up in, you know, the lies, even the ones that we kind of make up in our head and trail off on. Uh, no, peace is a promise that the Lord has made to us and cling to that and, and walk in that and claim it as your own, because that's the truth. But, If you have a question, a topic idea, or need some advice, feel free to email me at botandbeloved at gmail.com. Y'all know that it's open for, for anyone and everyone. I read through it basically daily. Uh, To get ideas for what it is that y'all want me to speak on. And it's been really encouraging uh, to see where this podcast has been going out to. Uh, So, with with the emails, if you do email me, be sure to include your name, uh, or if you want it to be anonymous, disclose that. And also where you're from, because I've been able to see that this podcast has been reaching all over North America, Central America, South America, uh, Australia, the United Kingdom, places in the Middle East, and literally like everywhere. everywhere. basically except for antarctica uh but you know we'll get there we'll save the penguins it's fine it's we're all fine (laughs) but yeah remember to subscribe for weekly podcasts so you can get that notification right to your phone as well and i hope that you guys have an amazing week send this podcast out to a person who might need some peace in their life and i challenge all of you guys specifically just this week to set aside some time to not only get into the word to not only worship the lord but to dive into prayer, to just fall onto your knees and to to pour out your soul before the Lord and to dwell in that moment and, and to listen to Him, to just be silent and give Him time to respond back whatever it is that He wants to say to you. Because those are the moments of intimacy that really do impact our walk with the Lord. But that's my challenge to you guys. Just see, just see what a week can do of intimate prayer with the Lord. I promise it's life-changing. But yeah, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Bought and Beloved podcast. My name is Kirby Minnick and I hope that you guys have a blessed week. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Bought and Beloved with Kirby Minnick. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. For more information about this show, visit ConvergePodcastNetwork.com. With so many podcasts to choose from, we're glad you chose to tune in today. We'd like to invite you to listen to one of our other Converge podcast partners. Head in the Clouds with Ryan Romeo is all about having a dream or calling to serve God, but then daily putting it into action and drawing inspiration on the journey. Great encouragement for those looking to do big things for God. Subscribe today to Head in the Clouds with Ryan Romeo.